Welcome to season two of the Sim Stories podcast, where we show you what's going on behind the scenes here at the Media Lab. Sims has been busy this semester. Due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, seniors in the Department of Theater Arts have had to create socially distanced virtual thesis productions. Sims has taken on an active role in creating these productions. Each thesis maker was paired with at least one Sims staff member to help them film and edit their thesis. These projects are a true blend of film and theater. Each one is taking a wildly different and fascinating approach. I don't know, just that, I guess, telling people that how great Sims is as a resource, just like really easy to, really accessible to use and like work with um, and the students, especially Anderson Pierce, but even when I go to the front desk, like everyone's always excited to hear what you're working on. Um, and I, I think as a senior not knowing that before, I wish I knew that earlier because it's really a great resource to utilize. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, even from my end, like, I didn't know Sims existed until last year. Yeah, right. Um, and, like, since then, like, now I'm a film major, you know, <laughs> and, like, a lot of it's been really helpful. Because, like, if I never knew about, like, Sims, like, I wouldn't be able to work on your project. Yeah, And, like, true, Kayla true. would have to, like, work on hours of and yeah, hours of footage. I don't know how how the heck we would have done it without sims without the technology we would have had to record over zoom with yeah. like green screens and, and for no, many reasons no i don't do want to do that <laughs> um so i feel very lucky to have had the ability to work with sims for sure in episode one we're featuring thesis maker amy olive whose thesis is called foolish sanity in this episode sim staff member anderson interviews amy to learn more about how her production process went Participants in Amy's project include director Emily Pollock, Sims editors Anderson Stinson and Pierce Robinson, and head of cinematography Kayla Soman, among several others. So how has Amy been utilizing Sims resources to achieve her artistic vision? Let's roll the tape. So hello, uh, this is Anderson Stinson III, and here we have... Amy Olive. And this is the first episode of the Sims podcast. Um, so here we have Amy Olive talking about her thesis um, called Fuller Sanity. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what that project's been like and what it's about? Sure. Uh, so Foolish Sanity is a theatrical film piece that takes scenes and monologues from various theater works, um, theater plays, um, ranging from classical pieces such as Shakespeare, Camino del Arte, and going all the way through the 60s up to modern day with pieces like Fleabag and Every Brilliant Thing. And it combines them in sort of a comedy sketch show. Um, and all the scenes focus around the character of a fool, the archetype of a fool as seen throughout these pieces of theater and how the fool is often claimed to be or interpreted or perceived as mentally ill and how that label inhibits and uh, or allows them to um, have a voice to be able to tell social justice truths, truths about social justice. Yeah. Cool. Um, before you started on this project, like even back your junior year, like what would you say your performing arts, your theater arts experience was like, like, was this something you wanted to do from the beginning or did it, how did it change over time? Yeah. So um, I joined Brandeis as a mid-year um, and I went to London my first semester. So my freshman year fall. Um, and there I saw Shakespeare like 
at the Globe in the flesh. And uh, the first play I saw in London was King Lear, and who has a very interesting fool character. Uh, so that was the first play that got into Foolish Sanity because of that experience. Um, and that's where I sort of like the idea sparked with a fool and how it's the character can be perceived as mentally ill oftentimes by other characters. Um, or at least like socially uh, or, um, uh, perceived to be like quote unquote mad, um, not necessarily with a specific like mental illness. Um, and then junior year, I went to Second City in Chicago um, and learned more about comedy. So those two experiences really cultivated the, the idea. What's really interesting, the question that we're exploring is how like someone's perception of another person and how they deem them as sane or insane allows that person with that label to use comedy in like unconventional ways and how comedy lets them speak truths that other characters might not be enabled to say, um, which is what makes it such an interesting art form. Yeah. Um, so was this something originally that you wanted to be a theatrical piece, like on stage in front of a live audience? <laughs> Yeah, then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really threw a wrench <laughs> in my game. <laughs> so it was originally, uh, the idea was it to be a one-woman show, um, all about me, um, <laughs> on stage with me just playing all these different characters and, like, throwing on one different item to, sim- like, symbolize each character, right? Uh, but then COVID hit, and we were like, this is going to have to be a film. Um, and we thought it would be kind of boring to just film a one-person show. Um, so then we started, uh, the director, Emily Pollock and I started uh, coming up with the idea of how to make it a film piece. And that's when we started adding other actors to play other characters uh, around the Fool. I still play all the Fool characters, but okay. yeah. Um, cool. Um, so like now that you've kind of had to suddenly adapt your piece to, from a stage production to a film production, how do you feel like sims has been a part of that like do you think they've been really helpful or like they could do more do less an integral part i would say (laughs) uh anderson here is one of the key editors (laughs) in the process um yeah i would say an integral part i mean one way is logistically they provide us with all of our equipment all the i don't even know what they're all called but like the boom the shotgun mic the cameras the lights uh so in that way but then also, <clears throat> um, we have two Sims editors, uh, Anderson and Pierce, um, and they've really supported our cinematographer, too, in the editing process, and just there's a ton of footage to come through, so <laughs> that's also been helpful, and being able to, you know, provide, like, artistic ideas with, like, the more complicated scenes we have, like shadow work and stuff, uh, has been really helpful. Um now that I guess the editing process has been going strong and like you almost have a finished product in about a week or two, is there anything you're looking forward to or anything you wish was different about the process? Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to be done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> COVID stinks. Uh, so like some of the scenes were just really hard to figure out how to film because we have multiple people and we shot it all without a mask. Uh, so each person was filmed in like their own space with the camera set up. So like it all was safe and stuff, but it'd be nice to not have COVID as a like barrier and just be able to like act in front of your scene partner, like in real time. Um, Yeah, but obviously that's not something we could have prevented. Yeah, definitely. Um, Going on from here, like 
once Full of Sanity is produced, like, do you want to, like, send it out to people? Or, like, do you want to propose it somewhere? Like, what do you think will happen once your project is done? Yeah. Um, one way I think it'll be used is for my own acting reel because it has so many different characters that yeah. it really shows off what I can do. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to get it shown with, like... Uh, not only, like, the comedy circuit, but also, like, mental health advocacy, because I think it says a lot about how society treats people with mental illness. Um, So I think it's interesting in that way, and I think it shows people how important the media and entertainment can be in changing people's perspectives. Uh, So I think it's an important piece in that way. Cool. How do you feel like COVID has had to make you more creative with this process. People listening have no idea how much (laughs) work. Um, One way, like I already said, was just the logistics of how to film uh, scenes with multiple people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like having to film them in separate rooms separately. Like we we went through having someone have an AirPod in their ear listening to their scene partner so they could have something to react to. it's also our director, Emily, is um, living in New York right now, um, mm. and she's come a few times to be there in person, but in general, she's away. So we've really learned to act over Zoom during rehearsals. So I guess in some ways, like, rehearsals over Zoom are nice because it's over a camera anyway. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's different to, like, share footage uh, when the director's not in the room with the editors, but we're good communicators, I feel, so it's been nice, okay. nice. Um, what's been like the wrangling process like to get your cast together to get the prod staff like <laughs> was that as hard as like finding out how to make this work for film or like was it pretty easy to find yeah. the people that you wanted? Um, but in terms of gathering the people, um, it's really interesting as back to when I was in London and like first got the idea. A lot of people on our production staff were there in London with me, and I sig- I like uh, distinctly remember telling them about this idea, not as a film, but just like as a piece of work, and then being like, "Oh, that's cool." Um, and then last semester when I started sending emails asking people, they were like, "Oh yeah, I remember this." <laughs> uh, so that's been nice because it's come like full circle. Um, so with like you having like a team of editors essentially like putting your project together have you been able to see any of like the shots or the things that they've put together for you yeah i've come to sims and watched a few times as they edit in real time um but i've also watched on my own when they send me videos i i try to give most of the feedback up to my director to provide back Sometimes I'll provide perspective coming from the person who cultivated the show and being like this, you know, edit or sound effect would help put the audience in the mindset of the character. You know, like we've got one scene with a clock ticking and a pen tapping to show the anxiety of the character. Uh, How did you um, find Kayla? Like, is this like what she does or like? uh... Yeah. Yeah. So Kayla, Kayla was in London with me, too, just like our director, Emily. Um, and they actually, I don't think, was even thinking about film yet at that time. Really? Um, actually, I don't, had done theater as, like, an actor in high school, but not nearly as, like, involved in it on campus as Emily and I are. Um, but as, I guess, like, late sophomore, early junior, started taking a lot of film classes at Brandeis, really got interested. 
And um, that's when Emily and I, because we're both friends with them already, we were like, oh, let's ask them to take this on. Um, and yeah, so that and we asked them before we even knew that Sims was available to help us. So then when we found out we also had Anderson and Pierce, uh, it was like the heavens had come down because <laughs> poor Kayla was about to do this all on her own. So it was very nice to find out we had Sims support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you feel like you're going to do like once you graduate? Like, I know it's a scary question to ask, but it's just helped me think even more deeply than I had just um, on my own time about how we portray mental health. And I, while I want to go into acting and like be a professional in entertainment, I'd really like to take with me these ideas of how we represent people um, with mental health and disability in general. As your project like is finishing up and like your editors and like some photographers and like even Chris on sound, like as everyone's putting everything together, do you feel like there's anything else like Sims can do for you to like ensure that your project lands safely on its feet? In terms of like getting it out there, I think Sims can spread the word <laughs> um, and just help create buzz because that's really important for all the thesis makers really in getting their stuff out. Yeah. Do you have like a website or a portfolio or like a page like that that people can check out? Or Yeah, there's a Facebook event uh, okay. labeled Foolish Sanity. Eventually, once our website is released, that's what will hold the video as well as like cast and crew bios and all this contextual information um, because all our scenes relate to like major events regarding mental health and its treatment and how it's changed throughout the years. Uh, so we've got a really interesting website in terms of like historical references and stuff. Um, so that will be released and, and linked on the Facebook event page um, as soon as it's up. Yeah. Cool. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say? Any closing um, thoughts? Come see Foolish Sanity. <laughs> it's, it's a comedy, um, but it also has a really important message about how we interact and um, talk about mental health. Um, yeah. What are the show dates? Um, it will be released April 29th. <laughs> um, it will be released online April 29th and available till May 5th. Are there online tickets or can you just like... You can just you can just click on the link and uh, you'll see my shining face pop right up <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a gesture hat and all. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Sim Stories. In future episodes, we'll be featuring other thesis makers. While everyone has utilized Sim's equipment and support for their projects, each project has taken a completely unique approach. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Sim Stories.